92.9 ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't. ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. I know. I'm good. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly as soon as it drops. We're on a rampage. Bubbles popping up before you know where there's rubble and dust. Cause we'll be pushing it up. Somebody say, You Morning, everybody. Happy Friday. Thank God. End of this hellacious week. And uh, uh, not the end of the snow and cold, though, for us. And not the not the end of my personal traumas around this storm, which I'll get to in a minute. Uh, today on the radio show, we got Chris Harrington. He just texted me to ask me how the roads are. Uh, and uh, I'll tell you the answer to that in a minute, too. He's going to join us straight up at 10 o'clock. Way to build the spins. Before that, Jason Smith is going to join us. I, uh, I, I bet Jason will be on the phone, and I commend him for that. Uh, so it's Jason, and then it's Chris, and uh, it's me and Jeffrey and you, uh, the listener, the, the loyal listener from wherever you are, suffering at home, uh, and more suffering more after last night. The Road Report is... Jeffrey, what's your version of the road report? Uh, totally fine today. I had no problems getting in. Totally fine yep. today. In fact, it was interesting. Uh, I mean, there are, you know, if you're on a side road, sure. it's hard-packed snow still, and it can be a little slippery. Most of, like, Quince or whatever, like, they're just bare road. It's yep. fine, you know. Um, and so dramatically better than it was yesterday morning. But honestly, the way that it worked out yesterday, yesterday morning when we were talking about how hellacious it was, we were telling the God's, God's own truth, right? Mm-hmm. Like that was true. But by the afternoon, by the time I headed down to FedEx Forum for that atrocity last night, it wasn't bad. It wasn't, it was not what it was in the morning. No I'll question. say that. It was, no question. it was, it was still a little tricky, but it was not what it was in the morning. But there was about a four hour period in the morning, probably when it was absolutely hellacious. And I told you all to stay home. Um, by the time it was time to go to the game, like most of the people I talked to at the game last night, said, now mind you, these are wired. They're people who would come out after they're being encouraged not to come out. So there are maybe 1,200 people is what I estimated. And most of those people who I talked to said, fine, no problem. We had no, ah, we had no problems getting here. That was the, that was the universal response. Yeah, we had no problems. And, um, and then today, again, as Jeffrey reports, they're not bad, just not bad. I have my own personal uh, crisis in that so I really had two problems. First, there was water running in my carport, and there, there's a sink in the carport, and something had gone to Kaflui, and I ended up figuring out how to turn off the water. Water was going everywhere. But that, that I turned off, okay? But then later in the day, I was taking a shower, and there was very little water pressure. Yeah, this happened. I didn't and so it, then yeah. I thought it was just the neighborhood. Like, we, you know, water pressure, boiled water alert, all of that stuff. But then when I'm at the game... Claire texts me and says, there's no water. And we have no water. And so there is no, by the way, report water outage on MLG and W. Like, you can call in and report power outage. And if you follow that number, it says press 4 for gas or water outage. 
And then that sends you to the billing people. Mm-hmm. And if you call the billing people, it's they're just billing people. There is no, but I gather, and everyone's on, so I took to Twitter to, to explain my problem, and everyone basically called me an idiot, which I appreciate. And, and it, it, I can, also cannot dispute, um, and, uh, and sent me out to open up the, uh, open up the thing at the street, have, find that under the snow, you know, where the meter yep. is, and uh, turn the little lever and turn off the water. And here's my, here's the thing. If I turn the little lever on, the numbers turn. If I turn the little lever off, the numbers don't turn. But there's no water in the house. Correct. My analysis of this is there is a ruptured pipe somewhere under my lawn. Is that I, not the correct analysis? If anyone wants to t- 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 uh, Twitter me, uh, hit me up on Twitter and tell me if that's not. And I think there's nothing to do until it thaws and... Uh, and then next week, get some of the That seems like a reasonable it. conclusion. So I, be- I, I don't want to act as if I'm an expert and go, yeah, totally what it is. <laughs> I would if say- some of you all yeah. know, like, hit me up. And uh, and then I don't know who fixes this. Like, does a regular plumber fix this? It's, it sounds like my lawn's going to be torn up and I'm going to pay for a giant digging operation because I don't think MLG and W is not responsible for the stuff between. Uh, I mean, you could call Service Master. Service may you think this is now it's not water I mean, everywhere. If, if, I think it, you're right. I'm gonna call general, service master. In general, if your pipes are bursted and if that's your what pipes you think. burst, service master by cornerstone, the place it wasn't an emergency, so I didn't think. Like I have that literally in my phone. Service mm-hmm. master by cornerstone, nine oh one respond, twenty-four hour phone line, locally owned, locally operated. I'm calling them after the show. Mm-hmm. Service master by Cornerstone. Maybe put during you, the show. Put your money during one of the breaks. Put your money where your mouth is. 901-RESPOND is the phone number, whether it's smoke damage, whether it's tree storm damage, or whether it's pipes bursting, they can help you out. Service master by This is exactly why we do what we do. This is why we do what we do. Service master by Cornerstone is who to call in the situation. That's my analysis and if anyone has different analysis, and so my thought is, between now and next week, go buy water at the store, if there is any, and, like, to brush your teeth. Mm-hmm. What's amazing is when your water doesn't work, how many times you reflexively go try to turn it on anyway. Mm-hmm. To brush your teeth, to wash your hands, mm-hmm. to whatever else. Some of us don't really worry about a boil water. So I'm going to, it's not boiled water. I have no water. It mm-hmm. wasn't, there, there's no water comes out of the faucet, mm-hmm. and you go to turn it on anyway. You can't, there's literally, can't make coffee, can't. So I think the answer is, is for the toilet, you just get water out of the pool and uh, use that in the back of the toilet so you can flush the toilet. And then for drinking and coffee and whatever else, you just go buy water at the store. That's my own personal trauma. I know that not interest of you. It's like me talking about my fantasy football team. But that's where I am. And I'm trying to avoid talking about that game for as long as I can because it was a freaking disaster. It was a disaster. And let me let me tell you this. I went to that game last night because I wanted to chronicle the story of all the intrepid people who made it to the game and see how they throw a how they put on a game with no band, no cheerleaders. They didn't have a national anthem singer. The national anthem singer uh, said on Tuesday, I will not be able to make it. They then wrote every, uh, at a, you know, they work with a spectacular Rudy Scheidt School of Music over at the University of Memphis, and they get singers from there. And, of course, they do. Why wouldn't you? It's fantastic. Um, they wrote everyone who has sung the national anthem in the last um, two years from the University of Memphis and asked if they could come, and no one could show up. And so an hour before the game, they were saying, we're just going to start asking random fans. And sure enough, they did start asking random fans. And Ashley Rich, a uh, 22-year-old uh, who happened to be there, said, sure, I can sing the anthem. So uh, she had once, she'd sung her whole life, and she once sang the anthem at a White Station baseball game, but had otherwise not sung the anthem. She pulled out her phone and read the words uh-huh. as she sang it, and God bless her for that. Do you, I, when you're just being pulled out of the stands, you can do yeah, that. You're not don't pre- you, you haven't prepared. Yeah, you can. I, and, and, and she was great. 
And the truth of the matter is, I have a million stories in my notebook about all the people and all the things that all the people did down there to put on that game. And it was great. If the team had played with the spirit and teamwork of the people who staged that game, the people who worked at FedEx Forum, and the fans themselves, would have been no problem. Mm-hmm. Fans were great. And so many of them were like, there was a guy from who works who works a, 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 helping to load the planes at FedEx. And he was sitting, he said, you know, we can sit anywhere. I'm going to sit right behind the ESPN crew. So he made, we was on national TV all night long. And, and after the game, he had to go back out to the airport. And work. To load planes again. Yeah. So he'd frozen his ass off all week, comes to the game, has a great time until the second half, and then has to go back. Like, it was a great scene. So I was totally ticked off, A, because who the hell wants to watch the Memphis Tigers lose? particularly in this season of such high promise, what was supposed to be a season of such high promise, and B, honestly, totally destroyed my column. Mm-hmm. Totally destroyed my column. Again, my problems, but not yours. But my God, I had a cheerful, upbeat story about the intrepid saga of all the people who made it there last night. And when the Tigers were up by 20, it was perfect. It was perfect. We all needed the night out. We needed a jolt of joy. We needed to see this. We needed the top 10 team to continue winning. And then the second half happened. What is your basketball analysis, Jeffrey, of what happened in the second half of that game? Uh, The Tigers stopped making shots, and uh, they stopped also getting stops. (laughs) The shooting was really the big problem in the second half. They also... They stopped caring. Like, they didn't go to the rim. Like, they, they they didn't go to the rim. They didn't get loose balls. They didn't get rebounds. They didn't. They they. I mean, I think, yes. I think they thought South Florida would lay over. Yeah. And actually, yeah, they thought it was over. They thought the game was over. It, by the way, a human nature to think the game is over? Uh, sort of a little bit, but like. Kind of, sort of. But the problem that I thought was. It was pretty early like, in the game to think the game is over. They hit a bunch. Of, once they hit, a, they, they hit a bunch of shots. Well, first of all, end of the first half, Penny does what he does, and he throws out a trash lineup yeah. at the end of the first half. Got to get those guys in. Which which, which literally gives them a little life. Yep. And, and by the way, it didn't bite him in the ass in the early part of the first half because that trash lineup, and I, I don't mean to, it's the lesser players, the whatever else, that, that trash is not fair to those players, but... It's a trash lineup given what they have. Given it doesn't mean what they have, yeah. you, your job is not to make everybody happy. No, I, I've, in I've the, been in on the, this. In it's the high first, school-ish. In the first half, in the early part of the first half, when he had, who was it? Both Hardaways. Uh, it, uh, uh, it was, uh, Tomlin was on there. It was both Hardaways. It was Tomlin. It was. It, it, I'm trying to find the hang it, on. It worked out. It worked out fine, but this like distributing minutes as a charity is just. It's going to bite you in the ass, and it. I think it did at the end of the first half because it gives South Florida as they go into the locker room just a little bit of life, just a little bit. I think they were down by 15, right? Just a little bit of life. Now Memphis comes out and extends the lead again in the second half, and. You're exactly right. They just thought they thought it was over. All, all you have to do is is in the in the first half, Memphis took 25 twos and 13 threes. In the second half, Memphis took 12 twos and 15 threes and made two of them. Eight of the last 10 shots were threes. And they went 0 of 8. They had eight assists in the entire game on 27 made baskets, three assists in the second half. They mailed it in. South Florida kept playing like a team, kept busting their ass, and all of a sudden it's a game. And once it's a game, they led the country in close wins with nine. Yeah, 
sooner or later, Quinterly's going to miss that shot. Tomlin's going to get a technical. Uh, loose ball's going to go the other way. Foul call's going to go the other way. If you let them back in the game and play a one-possession game, at that point, anything can happen, and anything did. And the Tigers take a loss to a team at home, 141 in the, Ken Palm had an end of that game, 141 in the net, a team that was 1-26 and all-time on the road versus a versus top 10 teams, and a team that they led by 20 points in the second half. That is devastating. And then the way that it played out on the last possession for South Florida, like what the hell? Like, like, like seriously, what the hell? The guy who has been tearing you up in the second half, Kishon Pryor, just gets wide open in the lane. Like, and then you got to follow him. Yep. He makes one or two. And then Penny insists that he did call timeout four times. Uh, honestly, Quinley got a decent shot. Quinley got a decent look. Could they have gotten something better if they'd set it up? Sure, maybe. That was, of all the complaints that you could have about the game, that, pretty modest. that last possession, I mean, it was a, it was a, it, it was, was off it a was, miss. It was the, right, and it was the same shot. Yeah, that he, he had, got an open look. Basically the same shot that he had sunk twice before in the final seconds, just from the other wing, right? Yes. So I, I'm, I'm not going to be complaining about that. Um, the and game then, was, let's be clear, the game was lost well before yeah. that decision. And then you had Penny's comments after the game. And to be clear, they were not as searingly, transparently, this team is effed up as the Ole Miss game in 2021 when Penny <laughs> stunned everyone in the post-game press conference by just talking about how toxic his team is, right? That was the Imani Bates team, and he said it in the post-game press conference, and then he said it again to The Athletic, I think, Seth. Um, that was like, what the hell? This team is falling apart. And it was not that bad, but it was bad. Like, it was... Like, Fishman is not a basketball guy. He's not a sports guy. He called up and said, what? Does everyone, does every coach do this? He said, it would be like me just saying, man, my marriage, man, our marriage went out to dinner last night. I don't know what's going wrong. Like, like TMI, mm-hmm. you know? Here, among the things that Penny said uh, after the game. Well, by the way, after that Ole Miss game, he said this. Everybody's trying to get to the NBA off the ranking we had, but nobody is willing to sacrifice minutes, touches, anything. After this game, Penny said, the negativity of the talk starts to weigh on the team. It just makes you have to put certain guys out there on the court. I'm not going to go deeply, but we've had this year all because you've got 14 new guys, 13 new guys trying to learn how to play together, and all these guys want the ball. And it's offensive dribbling that makes guys not want to really play defense at the highest level if they're not getting the ball and it becomes a problem. We've been able to mask it, but it's there. Very similar sort of, uh, very similar sort of quote, but it gets worse. It gets worse. Um, here are other things he said. I don't even know if this is going to be a wake-up call. We've just got so many things that are going on that we're just dealing with as we're moving forward that I hope by March it's all gone. Also, we're in the huddles, and instead of talking about the other team, we're trying to square things up, and it's just too much. Asked about that last play, Penny said, with all the other things happening on the team, the lineup that we had out on the court is probably the lineup we should have had, but there's so much going on that you can't play certain groups together. And now you've got to go with a group. And now you've got a group out there that might not be as cohesive and you have a muni- communication problem. The notion that A, 
that that in in during timeouts they can't be talking about the game because they have to quote square things up is appalling and the notion that let literally penny can't play certain groups together it, it, he doesn't mean that like because they're too small or because they're not enough rebounding or because there's not enough shooting or because that's not what he's saying can't play certain groups together because it's toxic. They can't play together. That's nuts. And is it more nuts that that's a reality, or is it more nuts that Penny said that after the game? Probably the latter. I mean, I think there's... I've always believed there's never... Like, the perfect lock... When a team is winning, and you always hear, like, the, the locker and whatever, there's always issues on a team. It's just whenever you win... Winning cures all, and then whenever you lose, there's always a bad locker room. I I think I think the fact that he said it was a little more shocking. I would also argue this: this is yet again GM Penny causing a problem for Coach Penny. Well, that in the midst of all this, so many things going on, he was also asked about Jordan Brown. Yes, and he said, "Oh, he's still out there." That that's another like. How about Mikey? Right? Yep. Like, like I, I don't think Mikey impacted this team much no, internally. No, 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 no. But in terms of the so much going on, yep. Mikey? Like, really? We needed that this whole time? And and we need the Jordan? Like, make, it, make up your mind. I don't freaking care. Bring back Jordan Brown. Don't bring back Jordan Brown. He's still out there? And if that's... Well, I, mean, I think that's the problem. He wants to bring him back, and it seems like that's a friction between him and his team. The his team doesn't team, want him I back. I think that's right. Well, and it may be that certain members of the staff want him back and certain members of this. Like, sure. Yeah, I, that, I've, I've heard that as well. Um, and the team doesn't want him back. How do you insert a guy? If you already have issues on the team, let's, 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 let's hypothesize that that's the issue. Penny and the staff want to bring Jordan Brown back. The team does not. How do you inject a player? You're already ripping them for being toxic and saying, guys, you can't play together. How do you bring that guy back? And put him in that locker room. I mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't. I don't even know why. Also, well, how do you tolerate this? S. It's it's interesting that you're exactly right. Some of this is you hit 19 three pointers. Everyone's happy. Yeah, you know. And maybe that's all this is. Like Penny has a history of when things go wrong. Here's what he says. Plan was good. We had a great plan. <laughs> we had a great plan. It's they a knew the plan. Move. They knew the plan. Had a really we, good plan. We had a great plan. And then he, and without he doesn't rip the players individually, like so and so was terrible tonight. He says, "Don't don't have enough pride. Don't play hard enough. Selfish. Don't want to win. I don't know what's wrong. Like whatever. He, that's what he does. Mm-hmm. And so maybe this was no different. That's my part. My question is, and yet then sometimes. There have been times that he talks about this that there really was like you do believe in that old that old Miss team. There was a big problem in the locker room, like yes. a serious problem in the locker room. So is this just Penny throwing the team under the bus, which is what he does after bad losses, or is this indicative of some real issues in the locker room and I, or on the court about selfishness? And I will say this: I think there may be some of column A, some of column B, as you would say, but I think there are issues. And I, I have thought, even when they're playing well, what mm-hmm. have I, I have talked about all season long. It was, it was one of the striking things about the Wichita State game was they played, particularly in that second half, seamless, unselfish, sharing the ball, pop, 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 basketball. Before then, it had always struck me that it's a little bit of, I'll take a turn, you take a turn. I'll take a turn, you take a turn. I'll take a turn, you take a turn. Quinterly, Jones. Jones, Quinterly. Quinterly, Jones. And honestly, the body language, when it's not Quinterly, mm-hmm. it's Jones, isn't great. And the body language, when it's not Jones, it's Quinterly, isn't great. Um, Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with all that. I still think, though, this is this is going to be something that happens with Penny Hardaway teams because he refuses to just get eight guys. He's always going to have – he's always just going to – he wants a big roster. And that's the way that it is, and so therefore you're going to start sorting these out. But I even think it's – I don't even – yeah, okay. 
there, there are two roster issues. One mm-hmm. is the, the 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 issue we identified before, which is playing the Hardaways and the Sharon Fonts. He was another another part of that group, mm-hmm. right? And the Sharon Fonts. By the way, Sharon Font wasn't bad last night. Like again, that group when they came in at the start of the first half, they actually extended the lead. I still hate it. I still hate it. Um, but so there's that needing to play deep into the roster. I think on this roster, there's an additional problem in the core players and that they feel like they should fit perfectly because their skills kind of complement each other, but they don't. Yeah, I mean, I think you could make the argument that that's part of, part of that is they just haven't played together very much. I mean, that's or, kind of the reality. Or, that's is, the or rea- is it that they each want to be the dude who makes the shot? Um, I mean, and by the way, Tomlin has not helped. He was awful last night. I mean, there's no question of, like, like who's, the, who's the alpha. Then, I mean, there's, then yeah. Tomlin is throwing up threes, and Tomlin is not communicating off that last switch in the final possession. He was at least part of it. I don't I don't know who exactly was to blame, but I know he switched, and and all of a sudden you had a wide-open dude in the in the lane. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> like the one guy you didn't and, want, and in the he lane. got yeah. and he got the technical. Like he did, he did not help matters last night. No, he wants his numbers too. But I mean, that's why that's that. This is the this is the problem with how you construct this roster. It's like when you're you're bringing everybody in at the last second. Like yeah, well, no, it's, it's it's what we said about last year. Last year, when it all seemed to fit, was that there was this whole like was that penny learning. Or was that a byproduct of a just byproduct the roster? of the yes. roster they'd assembled? And now the good news is they're still super talented. They're still super talented. They should have won that game. They were up by twenty. Um, the bad news is if there are these problems in the team, they, they go to Tulane next. They've lost their last two at Tulane. Well, and they go to UAB. What, UAB's what gives, already sold that game out. What gives them problems? Like small guards. It's Tulane. That's like that's Tulane yeah. to a T. So, um, you know, and then and 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 it's just a it's a it's and it sucks because in in this conference, obviously, you can't make up for the damage that you've done. So I don't know what you thought they were before the loss yesterday. Like various people had them as a three seed, and various people had them as a five seed. Right? Bracket- I, I haven't worked on my brackets yet. Bracketology. Yeah, yeah. Bracketology. Uh, had I, a- I, of course, bracketology. Jeff had, in mine, in my bracket, I had them as a four and a half. Bracketology had them as a five, and um, and Jerry Palm had them as a three. But I think it's fair to say that that loss could have cost them two lines. Two's probably a stretch because there's been a lot of teams that have been losing bad games. Um, they don't have any opportunity to make up for it. Well, like, yeah, I mean, FAU. they're going to play FAU, FAU. like th- oh, probably listen, likely three if, times. And- if they, I guess this is what's if this was the proverbial wake up call. Yeah, and they take this lesson mm. and they apply. They're not it. losses, Jeff. They're they're right. Mm-hmm. They're lessons, and they apply it, and they don't lose another game except for let's say they split with FAU. Okay. They're they're fine. Yeah, I mean they might they might even be fine with like three losses, four losses. I mean it's just it's way. Well, what, too it's r- also the question is what's fine? What's your definition of fine? Still in the top five seed. I mean it, it's way we we love to do this whole thing and like right. I get it it's part of radio but it's like it is so early to determine that. I mean there's there's yeah, a scenario early, but like, it gets early late in the AAC. Yeah, but the difference is that unlike other years, they didn't freaking stub their toe early. Right. So if it's a if it's a if it's a uh, a as you a lesson, not pennies not, words, not mine. If it's just a lesson, not just a loss, then hey, that'll happen. If it actually is the night that tore the cover off real problems on the roster. Then there will be a lot more lessons to come. Sure. And I can't. Yeah, this will not be the la- last night, will not, not be the last, last lesson. lesson. And I can't tell you which it is. Um, but I think it's more than Penny just throwing the team under the bus. I think there are actual issues on that team. There are, as you pointed out, there's issues on every team. 
I think they're deeper than than some. I think it clearly frustrated Penny. I think that's why it all burbled up yesterday. Is it his job to get control of it? I heard someone ask before, whose fault is it? Of course it's Penny's. It's not his fault, but it's all his responsibility. He assembled the roster. He coaches the team. That's the beautiful thing about college sports. There's not a separate GM and a coach. Correct. It's you. It's you. If it's the players, it's also you because you brought in the players. Like, there's only one person who is responsible for this. It's like if the meal is bad, right? If the meal is bad and... You don't break it down whether it's the sous chef or the chef. If you're just the person eating the meal, the meal is bad. Yeah. And so Penny is responsible. And he's either responsible. Well, Penny Penny might actually say that was the sous chef's fault. He's bringing. Uh, the sous chef had the plan. Uh, it's a good recipe. Correct. Good recipe. It's, it's a recipe we use it's all the time. It's a recipe. Uh, they knew the recipe. You know, whatever. The, um, the, uh, the, uh, uh, so, but uh, yes, he either assembled a roster that has too many selfish players and that is dysfunctional. Or he's not coaching that out of them, right? Yeah. He's not demanding that they toe the line and do what they're supposed to do. Or maybe you're too busy trying to put, you know, 10 guys on the floor rather than saying, like, these are the guys that are going to play together. Figure it out. Like, that's a big problem. It is a big problem. Uh, it is a big problem. <laughs> it is a big problem. I mean, this problem. is the – I guess this is my always my bottom line. He has every right to do it the way that he wants. That's his job. Yeah. And that's what he gets paid to do. But when you go against the grain and you go against conventional wisdom and it doesn't work, that does open yourself up to criticism. And I feel like that has always been a disconnect. It's like, why are you hating? It's like, not hating. Literally, 90% of teams have eight-man rotations. I am still. I'm not saying you personally. I'm just saying in general. I'm still, by the way. I think Penny's the person to coach this team. I'm grateful that he is coaching this team. I think he showed incredible resilience coaching this team. He's 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 creativity in the way he puts together a roster, like all kind, of, like whatever. But that was a bad night, and there's no sense sugarcoating it. Yeah, it was, it was a bad night last night, and I do want to reemphasize: anyone who tries to blame that loss on the crowd is wild, oh, well, they didn't have the full crowd, they didn't have the band, how do you expect them to get up for the game, is wildly misguided. They were up 20. They were up 20. And by the way, the atmosphere was kind of fun. I give full credit to everyone who made it out there. Um, (laughs) The ESPN guys came over, you know, the camera guys, you know, they come over to the fans and they try to get the fans whipped up beforehand. There's six of them. Mm -hmm. There's six. So they're doing a really close in shot. And I was talking to the student, the students Ah, in the the student section. And they were like, you know, we feel like student section was six. It was seven people. And it was like, they were like, we feel a real responsibility to, you know, carry the load here, a heavy weight. Like, everyone's doing everything they can, and so... Do, 300 sports. And it was and it was totally the right call of the university to encourage people not to come. Once the city is asking people to stay off the streets, it is only responsible to say, hey, we'll figure this out, stay off the streets. So, don't be looking anywhere... Uh, in, in terms of where to point the fingers here, except for at the at the at the at the players and the coaches, that's uh, whatever. And, and again, I'm not hating on them. It's just true. It's just the reality. Bad loss would have been a bad loss to lose. Period to South Florida at home, but to lose when you're up by twenty, that's a disaster. Yeah. Jason Smith coming up next. If you uh, if you know anyone who struggles with gambling, too much money, too much emotion, too much time. Just too much. Uh, most people can gamble uh, and and do it for fun, uh, some even for profit. Uh, but if you are one of the people who struggle, uh, the gambling clinic is the place that I would look into. They've got a they've got a clinic right over there at the University of Memphis. They've been here since 1999. They've helped hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people with this exact problem. They're not anti gambling. Uh, they just want for those people who do struggle with it, it can become a real problem. And they set up ten to twelve individual meetings, and uh, with people who are specialized in dealing with this sort of struggle or addiction and uh, help you to make sense of it in your own life. To get in touch, uh, you can find them at thegamblingclinic.com. Back with Jason Smith, his thoughts on what unfolded last night. 
Next, then Chris Harrington. It's Jeff Cockatcher, 92.9 FM ASPN. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Memphis basketball coach Penny Hardaway. You have to brace yourself, man. This is unfair to my guys and myself, but it's also what drives us. That's what drives us every single day, not getting the respect that we deserve. So we have to keep winning. 92.9 FM ESPN's Jason and John Show. Weekdays from 11 a.m. till 2 p.m. Now, during Staples Print Big Sale, get $20 off your print purchase of 100 or more, $50 off your print purchase of 200 or more, and $100 off your print purchase of 300 or more. So the more you print at Staples, the more you save. To demonstrate, Straight. Print, print, print at Staples. You save, save, save. But if you print, 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 print at Staples, you save, 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 save. See how that works. Staples Print Big Sale. Print more, save more. Up to $100. Ends 210. Visit staples.com slash print for details. Wendy's new breakfast two for $3 Biggie bundles let you create your own delicious combo. Choose from a sausage biscuit, egg and cheese biscuit, small seasoned potatoes, and a medium hot coffee. But it's obvious which combo's the best. Sausage biscuit and small seasoned potatoes. Well, maybe it's the fresh cracked egg and cheese biscuit with a medium hot coffee. Or two savory sausage biscuits. Yeah, whichever you pick, you can't go wrong. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new two for $3 Biggie bundles. Limited time only. U.S. price and participation may vary. Not valid in a combo. Single item at regular price. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. January is no time for the same old meals. HelloFresh is here to kickstart 2024 with enticing flavors and fresh ingredients paired with easy-to-follow recipes and delivered to your door. They'll keep your taste buds guessing with their most expansive menu yet. Over 45 delicious recipes to choose from each week. Right now, get free breakfast for life with code RADIOBREAKFAST at HelloFresh.com slash RADIOBREAKFAST. That's one free breakfast item per box while subscription is active with code RADIOBREAKFAST at HelloFresh.com slash RADIOBREAKFAST. Watch parties aren't what they used to be. Welcome to today's matinee. Ever since we got Xfinity, my little sister and her friends can easily stream all their favorite stuff. We'll start with two episodes of Top Chef, then Chopped. When I was a kid, we'd worry about buffering. Now they just worry about what's on the charcuterie board. Enjoy these fine meats and cheeses. Mm. These are just cut up hot dogs and spray cheese. Indeed. The best way to stream your favorites is on the Xfinity 10G network. Introducing the best value in live TV and streaming on the best network with Xfinity Internet and Now TV. Now through March 21st, get Xfinity Internet for $20 a month for 12 months with no annual contract. Plus, add Now TV with Peacock Premium. A $5.99 a month value included at no extra cost for just $20 a month. Switch today. Requires paperless plan and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Now TV requires Xfinity Internet. Equipment taxes and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply. Actual speeds vary. Stream Top Chef on Peacock. The biggest winner in the big game could be you. Thanks to BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks is offering new customers a chance to score $158 in bonus bets instantly. That's right, instantly. Just download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code MEMPHIS. Then place a $5 money line wager on the big game. You'll receive $158 in bonus bets instantly, regardless of your wager's outcome. Don't miss your opportunity to cross the goal line on the money line as pro football's top teams clash for the championship. Can't be in Vegas for the big game? Then bring the big game excitement to you with the king of sportsbooks. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Tennessee only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. It's Howie with Robert Irwin Jewelers, and everyone remembers every moment of their engagement. I really love selling engagement rings, Danny. You know why? Because an engagement ring is so special. It's the first time two people can to each other, and I want to be part of that story. At Robert Irwin Jewelers, you got to come in. You got to see all the different engagement rings we have. We're having a huge bridal sale. It's going on now. I'm going to give you the confidence to get down on one knee, pop open the box. You're going to get a yes. That's what it's all about. We've got free financing, five locations, or online at rijewelers.com. As Tennesseans, we all see and appreciate the abundant wildlife around us and the great fishing opportunities we have across our state. Thanks to your Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency. I'm Don King, reminding you that none of this would have been possible without the support of hunters and anglers who have purchased licenses and paid the bills over the years. Don't forget to purchase your license this year. It's a great investment in Tennessee's wildlife future. It's a mystery where Old Spice finds its amazing scents like Himalayan sea salt, but I'm thrilled they have because no other body wash exfoliates and moisturizes 24-7 like Old Spice Gentleman's Himalayan sea salt body wash. Now, if only there was a mountain range separating the Indian subcontinent from the Tibetan plateau where I could hide my Old Spice and keep my family from stealing it, my impossibly smooth skin will finally be safe. Your floor is the unsung hero of your home. What other part of your house gets walked over, jumped on, scraped up, spilled on, and used as much? That's where LifeProof Luxury Vinyl Plank Flooring comes in. Our premium flooring is durable, scratch-resistant, 100% waterproof, and antimicrobial. So it can take everything life throws at it. Plus, it comes in a variety of colors with a realistic wood texture and is easy to install. Make sure your floor can stand up to life's toughest tests with LifeProof. The Home Depot. How doers get more done. The NFL playoffs live on Odyssey. Westwood One brings you all the action from the divisional round. Streaming live on the free Odyssey app. And off McCaffrey runs that powers into the end zone. Touchdown 49ers. Each team is one step closer to the big game. Lamar Jackson throws it up for grabs and likely out jumps the defense to bring it down. Listen to every game live from Westwood One. Get in the game and download the free Odyssey app today. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Save up to $300 on a new energy-efficient tanked or tankless water heater from Conway Services. Upgrade your old, inefficient water heater with a new energy-efficient model. Or better yet, a tankless unit so you're only heating the water you need and you never run out. Visit ConwayServices.com for details, terms, and conditions. Lesson number 64210, 64365EAS, MS19668. Call 384-3511. Conway Services. Call Conway today. If you buy your rings at Robert Irwin Jewelers, you'd get free ring sizing for life, so you don't have to worry about when that wedding band gets a little bit too snug on you. It's part of the RIJ way. Get to Robert Irwin Jewelers today. Bigger, brighter diamonds, better prices, or online at rijewelers.com. Direct auto insurance is for uncompromisers. With a super low down payment, you can stop compromising and keep driving. Get a free quote at directauto.com. Down payments vary. Does not mean savings. How you buy can affect price. National General Group, Winston-Salem. Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner, with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. The good news is uh, Old Call is open today at noon. Uh, so, if you want to get out of your house, uh, that would be the place where I would head because uh, we've had several days of the semi-annual sale. You haven't been able to get there. They've been closed, and uh, things are starting to open up. The roads are not bad. I, 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 I'm the person who told you they were awful yesterday morning, so I wouldn't lie. Roads are not bad. And if you want to get out of your house to take advantage of the semi-annual sale, uh, maybe some fall and winter merchandise still come in handy over the coming days. And uh, up to 50% off on the stunning 
close at O'Call. Honestly, be nice to just get out, see a friendly face, buy something to improve your spirits. Go see our friends at O'Call. Joined now by Jason Smith. Jason and John, every single day from 11 until 2. Uh, Jason, what's your analysis of what unfolded last night? Well, I'd like to, on behalf of the program, uh, Penny Hardaway, I'd like to apologize to you, Jeff. I'd like to apologize to every soul that drove down there yesterday. Uh, what did you put it at? About twelve hundred or you know, we were I'm not good at that. It seemed like that. That's okay. Yeah, and yeah. We don't have we don't have to make it official, Jeff. So we make you. We're not going to do. We yeah. won't make that an official number. Uh, I want to. I want to apologize to you guys that you had to see that uh, firsthand. It must have been sickening uh, to watch there. Because you you did there there it felt like there was a good energy. They're up twenty. It was great. With, with it was so much fun. Left yeah. in the second half, you're going to get a win, and you're you know for the folks that drove down there, man, you get something out of it. You get you get a win, and this team continues to move on, and hopefully up the poles. And my gosh, they blew a twenty point lead, and Penny Hardaway's talking about selfishness. Here we are. It's the annual, as my partner would probably say, and probably it's the annual. January crossroads moment for Penny Hardaway and this Memphis team because it does feel like we get to this point. I think it was Tulane and UCF last year around this time. Two years ago, it was stop asking me, wasn't it? Stop yeah, asking me yep. stupid questions. Stop so it's asking right me around stupid this questions. I mean, exactly. It's right around this time that we usually have one of these. Usually, it's not just in the form of a 20-point, you know, You've blown a twenty-point lead to get it, so so it was awful, and I apologize to you guys for having it because at least we could just turn away. Y'all had to drive home, you know. Be extra careful on the roads. Try not to slip with that L in your pocket. That's terrible. What's the date of what? What's today? Today's the nineteenth. Yeah. Uh, the penny stupid effing questions was yep. January twentieth, two thousand twenty-two. I'm looking at it right now. That Look was, at it. That was January. It, that was January twentieth. Annual crossroads. Are what are they going to take a turn for the worse, or will Penny, as he's done the last couple of seasons, to his credit, sort of get out. it worked out, figured out, and you make a lesson out of it? It we'll was. See. It was interesting. It, as you're watching it unfold, everyone's having a great. Oh. Everyone's having a great time. Like they're having. They're having a great time. They're sitting in seats they've never sat in before. <laughs> they're sitting in the rich people's yeah. seats. And, 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 and here's the thing: ESPN a- was covering for you on TV. They were like, "Hey, hey there's nobody here." But that's not usual for Memphis. Right. Like they sh- they put the they put the statement out there. They're like, "Usually this is you know ten thousand more. We're just happy you're watching on ESPN." So even ESPN was, was covering, covering for, you. for you. There was a great. There was a great vibe. It was. Uh, it was way, happy. Yeah, all the way up to eighteen minutes left in the second. I mean, and even even into the second half, it felt it still felt like it was there. And then it was like a car crash, though. Then you, as that lead Correct. starts dwindling, you're like, "Oh no, this isn't going to happen." Is it this? And and each time you're like, "Well, maybe he'll hit a shot." Oh, it, I got back up to four. Maybe that'll that, that's going to be good enough. Or they get a stop, and then. Mm. You know, it just one thing after another. At one point, there was a, like a ball just went off Nick uh, Jordan's leg. You know, like it was like everything yep. has to happen wrong. Uh, that technical on Tomlin, the like oh. e- everything that has to go ha- happen wrong for it to happen. So, but I will ask you this: It's one thing, bad loss, and all of that, and we know Penny is more transparent in his press conferences than a lot of. Coaches, he says things sure. that other coaches just wouldn't, and some of that's totally to his credit. I appreciate that about him. Um, I was still stunned to have him go on multiple times, multiple references to not being able to play certain groups together uh, in the huddle, having to you know worry more about personalities yeah. than worry about whatever. Like multiple times, he referred to these chemistry issues on the team. Um, it was not as bad as Ole Miss in 2021, but it was of that sort. It was of that family of problems. Um, do you think it was just, well, this is what happens after a bad loss and the problems come out, whatever else? Or do you think, in fact, there may be some serious chemistry challenges within this team? No, I mean, and here's what struck me, Jeff, and I hate to single one guy out because you clearly had chemistry issues all up and down the lineup, but this is what occurs to me there. Malcolm Dandridge has got two fouls at the end of that game. You can't buy a rebound. He's got seven rebounds in the game, 
and yet he's not going back in. He's only played 15, what, 15, 16 minutes. I know you guys, you know, this was touched on in the presser. Uh, he seemed to, you know, here's my question. If Malcolm Dandridge, who remember last year in the NCAA tournament, has the issue with Kendrick or whatever else coming out of a timeout or going into a timeout, it leads to some dysfunction. We've talked about it with Malcolm and with Kendrick, and it had to be part of Malcolm's return. As you understand, we can't have these moments. Remember, Malcolm had learned from it. Kendrick, even on his way out of here, took the blame. This can't happen. And it could have, and the team, I think, uh, you know, acknowledged it, that it led to some dysfunction down the stretch, and especially in terms of defensive assignments. I'm asking myself last night why Malcolm's not in that game and then when Penny Hardaway is saying I can't play certain lineups together okay is there a dysfunction between Malco and and Tomlin that that's and then and then he adds Jeff and you had the quote I think in your in your column about the miscommunication that it leads to at the end well there was miscommunication between it looked like Tomlin and Jordan or David Jones or whoever else and are you saying I couldn't put Malcolm back out there? Go back to the point. This is a Malcolm Dandridge, again, who was in a similar situation last year. And so, I think mean, not to put this at Malcolm's feet, because he's had a career year. He's been great. But if he has put himself in a position, if this is not an, if this is not an injury situation, it certainly didn't look like it, where you're not making yourself available to Penny at the end of that game, whether it's because you've said something in the huddle or whatever else, Bro, this is a repeat for you. And so I'm just, it was, it, again, if I, it's, I it's, almost I, find that hard. Like, you think, I mean, this is, uh, by why the way, would Malcolm Dandridge not go back no. in that game? What occurred, what it is, there, what, there, there was clearly an yeah. issue. Penny had decided, I'm not putting Malcolm Dandridge back in this game. Malcolm Dandridge had been effective on the glass. Yep. And in the end, you could not keep Pryor off the boards. Malcolm only had two, two fouls. So this was not a foul situation. He had clearly made a decision. Again, whether it was disciplinary or whatever else, I'm not going to go back to Malcolm. So I wondered if that factored in to what Penny was trying to tell us in terms of I can't play lineups. I'm having to, you know, tamp that tamp down stuff in, in huddles. And, and the one guy that didn't go back in was was Malcolm Dandridge. And again, it, 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 again, I, I'm not to lay it at the feet of Malcolm, but we've been here before with this particular player. And so if you're saying, you know, that's part of this, I mean, it's just here we are again, again with the same player, and you'd hope it'd be a guy that's been with Penny this long and then had to have agreed, I'm going to be there for you this year. You go into the transfer portal, come back out, and he's the one that's, that's – or he's one of the ones. He's not at the forefront of helping something like this. He's one of the ones contributing to it like that. Again, I'm try- Penny is telling us everything right here, and you've, you know, it's sort of try- us trying to figure out, you know, connect the dots. And again, uh, it, just take that out. Why was Malcolm Dandridge not put back in that game when you, you cannot buy a defensive rebound at the end? You're letting a South Florida team that's been out-rebounded for the season look like freaking all-stars out there on the glass, and Malcolm's not a, you know, not a part of that going down the stretch. Again, th- that's not just a Malcolm issue. That's clearly a Penny issue who brought him back, decided, you know what, I'm going to ride with you, big dog. And here we are again, it feels like, you know, at, a, at a situation where you've got at least some of the same stuff that you had last year, and maybe, again, with some of the same players. You cannot have that. You know, you can't be dependent on a Tomlin who has shown he's clearly still, there's still some areas where he's undisciplined. But more importantly, he, he's still not comfortable in the system. Of course he's going to blow assignments. If he had to be out there because Malcolm Dandridge made himself unavailable, well, that's on both Penny and Malcolm because you shouldn't be back in this situation, particularly with that player. Right, who you've been through the wars with, who said he had learned from last season, who should know better. Again, it's tough to put it because Malcolm's having a great season, but clearly he made himself unavailable in that game, and that's part. You know, you should not be dealing with that at this point. But yet here we are with some of the same problems. Further, I mean, why is he still trying to bring Jordan Brown back? I mean, to me, like you know, what I, mean, I mean, this this to, all kind of your point. You know, after a game like that, and others have made the point. I think Giannato touched on his column. Je- Jeff, you touched on it. Jeffrey, you're dead on. You're talking about bringing another guy back when you don't have a when there's a time where it's to, you know toxic. Guys, go with the word you use, Jeff, with the guys that you have. And so, yeah, I can make the argument, and I did. Oh man, what kind of what kind of chemistry threat would Jordan Brown be because he doesn't have a you know a, a, he doesn't have a leg to stand on in terms of expectations? He's going to be a human cheerleader, but you don't need anything. It doesn't look like right now added to this, um, and so. Um, you know, yeah, that's it, it's a mindset change, clearly, because it's not a personnel thing. I mean, they, they showed without Caleb Mills, 
We can talk about the glue he was. I do think Caleb Mills is a sacrifice guy that you can point to in situations. He's taking charges. He's not taking shots. He's bad. You know, it, that can help you. But they showed us against Wichita State. I mean, here, here's the difference, Jeff. You know, I had somebody, you know, that really knows what they're talking about last night after the game. He said they're not playing for each other. And, and I tried to figure out, okay, you know, you could say, okay, they're taking their turns. If you go try to find a common theme in some of these, and there is, and the losses this year, you know, eight assists last night. They had had 25 against Wichita State. And so when you, if you're just using the assists as, as the sort of measure in this, my gosh, eight assists? I mean, they've done that three times this year where they've been in single digits. One was Villanova, seven. They lost. Vandy, they barely won. That was nine. And so when they've had single-digit assists over the last four years, they are three and six. And so, uh, again, offensively last night, they weren't playing for each other. You know, they've gone from Wichita State where they're sharing it, they're moving it around. And don't tell me they can't play against the zone because we've seen them at times rip zones up. So that that's the other part that was baffling to me, Jeff. It's like... You know, to, to USF's credit, they switched to zone, and Memphis acted like they hadn't seen one all season long. They were tearing Virginia up. There have been times this year where they've torn up zones. Throw it to the middle. You know, get it to your bigs. Go high-low. Didn't see any of that last night. You had a team that, for whatever reason, after being up 20 with 18, you know, didn't just take its foot off the, you know, it, it completely took its foot off the gas. Forget, forget having it on and letting off a little bit. Um, they thought they had the game won. Down the stretch, they start playing hero ball, and they, they stopped playing for each other. Uh, they were doing that uh, just as recently as uh, against Wichita State. So it's not a personnel thing. It's a mindset thing. And maybe this is a, you know, the old cliche, you use the loss as the lesson, and hopefully they get the, uh, you know, at this point in the season where they've had these issues before, they get it, they get it turned around. One of the problems with being as vague I get that Penny doesn't want to name names, but one of the problems with saying the sorts of things he said last night is that it leaves us all to speculate. Like, oh, where's the cancer? You know, like, like, and everyone becomes a suspect. You know, it's, like, it's I, like the Grizzlies with injuries and you know. But I've had leave, people. You, I've had people like write me like Tomlin must be the problem, and other people say Malcolm well, must be the problem. I mean, Tomlin clearly hurt you last night, having to have him out there. But is, he, is, is, he, the, but the, is he a chemistry problem? Why, if he was a chemist, if he was the chemistry problem, they wouldn't. Have, he was the one guy they sent to the podium, right? Mm-hmm. They would yeah. have sent him to the podium if he was the guy who'd been, you know flipping a bird like when wasn't being a teammate like Pe- penny didn't give us quinterly who who missed the shot right he didn't give mm-hmm. us david jones who's the best player he didn't you know all, all we got was tomlin in the in the postgame presser so yeah. but we all end up saying well maybe it's maybe it's something between quinterly and jones maybe it's something maybe it's malco i do think it's kind of remarkable that malco wasn't out there and kind of a it is because that's penny's guy I mean, they. I mean, they but go so all the way back. So who can't Malco play with then? If if we're going, if we're literally looking at the words. There's certain guys I can't play with. Other guys, who can't Malco play with? There. What's the What's the now we're wild speculation, and this is the problem that it, who uh, can't he play with? This is 100 percent speculation. But my first guess was Tomlin at that point. Was it's Tomlin and Malco at that point in that game for whatever reason that you can't put back out there, and that's why you've got. Jordan and Tomlin out there. That's just what I took from it. Now, I'm not, again, we are completely speculating, but Penny put that out there for us to do. I'm assuming at that point, it's to, because Tomlin is the one that you've injected, and yep. Tomlin is the one who can potentially take minutes from Malcolm Dandridge in a season where he's having a career year, right? I mean, that's, I mean, it, again. So you I, think I that's, I, the, you've identified the issue as I, being I, Tomlin, Penny, Malcolm. Penny, again, that's, that's me that speculating. Seems probably Penny right. has left us to do this. He could come out uh, in his next availability here before Tulane and said, "It ain't those two play. They're they're roommates. They play. They love each <laughs> other. You know what I'm saying? But he right. has left us to do this. And again, Malcolm was the one guy who had been effective in that game. Only played 15 minutes. No injury issues. Two fouls. He doesn't go back in. So there's something. Malcolm is a part of it, and it's just remarkable to me that it's you know you would have him in this same situation again in key moments." You know, two years in a row here. And Jordan, who has been honestly very good, phenomenal, particularly in phenomenal. spots, he did not. He was not last night. Like he did no. not. He did not. They needed some winning plays, and he did not. He, he has. He's been contributing winning plays all year. He did not. He did not do that last night. All right. So, uh, is your? Do you believe that as we go forward, this will look 
like a blip, bad moment, a lesson? Or will this be uh, a sign of additional struggles to come? I'm, I'm buying wake-up call, uh, and for a couple of reasons. You mentioned it. Penny has lost his last two uh, to Ron Hunter down at Tulane. I just cannot fathom him losing three in a row to Ron down there. They're going to be on high alert, particularly after what they just did. You know, first team and whatever it was John had in his column, 14 years. First team in 14 to blow years, yeah. To blow a 20-point lead. So it's, you know, it's, you've, you've gone up to DEFCON 1 here. And so for, for, that, for that reason, and I told somebody else, on the way down to New Orleans, I'm, I'm editing to some video, and I'm putting all Caleb Mills' sacrifice plays on that thing. Caleb Mills taking charges. Caleb Mills passing the ball. You know, yeah, Caleb, you know, Caleb Mills doing those kinds of things because, again, he was the one guy that you could point to to say he was sacrificing. And Penny made note of that. I'm not just making that up. And so I'd have them watch Caleb Mills' sacrifice video all the way down to New Orleans. You get that win, hopefully, again, Penny Hardaway ain't losing three in a row to Ron Hunter down at Tulane. You've got them for a week, a whole week to yourself before your next one out. And because it's a bunch of inferior opponents after that, 